Are you ready for this? Hell yeah, man. Welcome to another episode of My Three Songs. We're back, baby, and we are now produced by Podland Productions. For more information, go to podland.productions. In this episode of My Three Songs, we are lucky enough to have the founder and editor of Tape Op Magazine, owner of Jackpot Recording Studio, and world-renowned producer Larry Crane join us. Our good friend JT also stops by with The Chronic, and we listen to some Pink Floyd. I hope you enjoy this episode of My Three Songs. So, uh, welcome to My Three Songs. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. We're happy to have you. This is great. And I live, like, block... Like, seriously, I could walk here. Yeah. You're so close. That's perfect. Oh, so you live... You um, live right in the, in the hood? Like, tw- 71st and Clinton. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can put that on there so my fans can camp on my front yard. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably pick my neighbor's house. Hey, what are you doing tonight, Liam? Yeah, <laughs> we got JT here. JT, how you doing? Man? Howdy, I'm all right. Good, man. JT brought the brought the marijuana for us today. What, what I was? I did not. Oh, was that the technical issue? If I was gonna, I could go by Chalice down the street and get you some pot. If you oh no, we've got okay. plenty. Plenty of pot. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, somebody did. Uh, do you even know what kind it was? It was uh, probably a little. Uh, I don't know what it was. Harmonica Excellent. Excellent. I've forgotten. <laughs> the weed guy THD. doesn't know Is what kind of THD. THD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's a recording joke for all you kids out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You guys want to listen to some Pink Floyd? Yeah, we Heck should yeah. do this. We've got something to talk about. Yes. What's the first song going to be here? This one's called... I didn't bring my glasses. Oh, shit. Uh, several species of small fur... Furry animals. Furry animals. In a cave. It doesn't even have the full title on there. Well, we'll talk about this later. Which album is this off of? Uma Guma. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Should we talk over it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the point. So the full title Several species of small furry animals in a cave grooving with a pick. Grooving with a pick. P I C T. Oh. This is Roger Waters completely solo doing all the weird voice sounds and stuff. Is he making the bird noises too? It's all mouth. Wow. Yeah. Like you don't want to be super high when you hear this, right? Or do you? I think you do. I mean, depending on... Three tabs of acid? Depending on... Yeah, three tabs of acid, probably not for the first time. Like, has, like your buddies just put this yeah. on. Which, you know, as as they did when we were younger. Oh, you're on acid? Yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. Listen to... Secret th- messages. I remember when somebody put on Steel Pull Bathtub when I was on LSD, and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I remember playing shows with those guys. They were fun. 
wonder. So, how many, how many times did you have to? How many layers of? Yeah, how many layers? I mean, this is probably eight track, real yeah. real, half inch or uh, one one inch eight track. Um, you know, probably bounce some down, keep adding, kind of deal. Yeah. The the premise for this album was that there's a there's two discs on vinyl and one was live songs that they'd recorded like in Birmingham and somewhere and then the other was everybody got half of a LP side to do solo stuff but no one else would help them or play on it yeah so um, this is what you get why wouldn't anybody else help them <laughs> I don't know what it was if it was like they Pink Floyd after Sid Barrett you know left the band Mm -hmm. was just kind of floundering in certain ways and I think this was just like a total like lack of ideas album but there's some interesting things on it but yeah, like I mean this is great there's only one song that they of the studio stuff that they he has Roger has another song called Grandchester Meadows which is very folky kind of uh -huh. pastoral and that's the only one they ever played live the rest of it was just like weird shit Oh yeah, right. If you're yeah, I mean, if you're really high, like super duper high, <laughs> holy moly! If the lights are out, yeah. <laughs> you be spinning, man. Never! He cried, never! Shelly and get me a layer on the hound of the horny crew! Well, I snuck up the bleeding This is a major label release yeah. by a band that sold, you know, hundreds of millions of records. And it still sells to this day. Wow. And I would venture to say that it probably doesn't get listened to very much. <laughs> Could you imagine the look on the faces of the, uh, of the executives when they when they put this on, you know, boy, that was it. Oh, no way, no more. <laughs> it never ends. I forgot. <laughs> Holy Christ! So, what, what do you think? So, first of all, <laughs> all Uma the name of the album yeah. is. Uh, these guys are mostly from Cambridge, uh, in that area, um, or well, Rodgers and Gilmore were, um, and. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> the Umaguma slang for shagging, you know. Oh, so that's the name of the album, which is pretty funny for, for regionally in Cambridge. I right never there. knew that. Why yeah, is Umaguma slang for shagging? What? Where did, how, how does that get a little Umaguma? I don't know. It's just gotcha. a phrase that everyone's using. They use out there, huh? you know, uh -huh. 60s. Awesome. Yeah. So that's the name of the album. Uh, like I said earlier, there's, a, there's a, one disc is, is I think on CD, it's just one CD, but, uh, uh, on vinyl, one disc is so you know a handful of live tracks that they're reworking, uh, and then uh, I think it's also secrets and careful with that axe and stuff like that. And then the other side is everybody gets like a quarter 
of the album to, or one half of a side of LP to do solo things. And you know, like there's this weird cut up tape loop drum solo thing with a recorder intro and outro that the drummer did, Nick Mason. Yeah. The keyboard player does these sort of weird movie soundtrack classical pieces called Sisyphus parts, whatever, whatever, to whatever. What did that used to mean? Sisyphus? Yeah. Pushing the, the rock up, you know the myth? Pushing the rock up the hill and it falls off and it, it never ends. So I didn't apparently know that. it was a long session. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. That's a Greek myth, right? Gotcha. Uh, and then uh, the uh, Gilmore did a uh, the Narrow Way. I think it's, the song is called, which is kind of cool. Actually, they played that one a little bit live at, at some point too, and it's kind of this sort of a hazy psychedelic song. It's pretty cool. Nice. I like that one. That's probably my favorite piece of all these. But this one is just weird. Oh yeah, that was straight yeah. up weird. Did you go back? That was per. I mean, for me, it was perfect. A perfectly great song for being high to. Right. I mean, it was so weird that you, I, I was super interested. Yeah, and it, it wasn't like yeah, and it wasn't it, it wasn't like it, there was nothing horrible about it. It was just no. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. It's kind so of an experiment. And you know, I like just weird. You go back to Hyper the Gates of Dawn, the album with Sid Barrett. There's a, a song called Power Talk H, which starts with boom, boom, like vocal sounds. Yeah. And that's kind of like an evolution of that, but gone more weird, just totally weird. Right. And more layers of it. So I think that's kind of where he was coming from, just playing with vocal sounds. If you listen to. Do you think that, that he was ever high? Do you think that they. They probably smoked it in a pot. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. I think the, the stories I've heard were that. Uh, um, that Waters and, and Roger Waters and Nick Mason smoked a bit of pot, and uh, that Richard Wright and David Gilmore were more like a, you know, have a beer or whatever. Right. There's a little bit of crossover. I think. Yeah. I don't think anyone was really doing like a lot of acid or anything besides Sid Barrett, who fried his brain on it. Yeah. Uh, I think these guys were just more of like you know pretty low key party guys. They were just weird guys. And I think they just, if you look at it, especially. The rest of the band, minus uh, David Gilmore, when they lost Sid Barrett, there's three. There's a keyboard player, there's a bass player, and there's a drummer. Mm -hmm. And they lost their main songwriter. And two of them, Nick Mason and Roger Waters, were architecture students, right? And Richard Wright was studying like classical and, and jazz or something in college. And so they, what are they going to do? And how do they move forward? So some of it became yeah, like these soundscape. That'll put a damper on. Oh things. yeah, right. You lose your song singer songwriter, your main singer. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so they kind of started building songs that were more like structures <laughs> and experimenting with textures and sound. And, and so, if you listen to the Saucer Full of Secrets album, Barrett's basically not barely on that, besides one or two songs. It's kind of like when we do fiddle shows; it's just so out there. Only the handful are gonna. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, only a few people are gonna be like really responding to it. And that's where they were until they started to kind of get their footing. And, totally. And you hear that later with the album Metal yeah. and Echoes and some of those songs. And and it's partly Gilmore's influence is more of a straight ahead songwriter, lead guitarist, singer, you know, and it kind of changed this. But it's a combination of everything. That's why the band's great. Yeah. Because there's a lot of ideas. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. makes yeah bands great. Well. When Queen recorded, didn't they use a bunch of things they would put on the drums and record a bunch of different sounds or something? or? You know, kind of, kind of a similar, thing. yeah, kind Change of a similar it. idea, kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. But they had the songs oh God, behind. Is this what Mike suggested. This is, yeah, this is. I love uh, that song. Yeah. Okay. Scream, die, scream, no. 
Yeah. So this, most people don't know this, but this is the drummer singing. Oh, really? Yeah. Only song he ever sang, really. Scream thy little scream. Thy last scream. Old woman with a casket, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> this is a Sid Barrett song. I've never heard this song. Oh yeah, it was, I didn't even I didn't listen to it when, when it was unreleased yeah. until a few years ago. Yeah, technically, but bootleggers had it. Yeah. Sped up vocal. Yeah. I thought it was just a chipmunk. I thought they just had a chipmunk in there with Alvin and the chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great crossover album. <laughs> 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 Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would have been a good album though. Right? <laughs> been a good album. David Seville and Pink Floyd. David, you're still out there. Alvin <laughs> <laughs> and the Chipmunks was uh, on Victory Records and all the Chipmunks are named after the executives that ran the record label. Oh, really? Cy Warnerker, who is Lenny Warnerker and Stad, and Joey Warnerker, the drummer, who actually plays with Roger Waters now, was Simon the Chipmunk. Wow. No way. That's Weird amazing. connection. That's so crazy. maybe that could have happened. It <laughs> should have happened. Yeah. Pretty bizarre. Typical early Pink Floyd jamming out. Yeah. This keyboard parts that Richard Wright would play, they used to call it Rick's Turkish Delight. Modality <laughs> <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the special with the diner tonight? <laughs> yeah, they're going crazy. Oh yeah. The time shifts are bizarre too. Yeah. Very weird. It's all built around the lyrics. Yeah, you totally gotta tell the lyrics. Feedback. Mixed Turkish Delight. Oh, this is perfect. This is this is like turn the lights down low. Yeah. Lava lamp. Yeah, I was just gonna say watch the lava lamp. You oh, know, yeah. that's what this place needs. Yeah, that's what my wife keeps saying. We need to get a lava lamp. Every studio is supposed to have them. I yeah. got rid of mine years ago. Yeah, every studio is supposed to have them.
so good. <laughs> I'm glad that, that Mike Kirkendall, he mentioned that when I ran into him earlier today. He said, he mentioned that song. That sounds like a Mike song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he likes, he likes, we like the same kind of weird ass psychedelic stuff. He has yeah. great taste, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you uh, get to listen to his, when he was on this? On the show. No, I, I I never listen to podcasts. So. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do I. It's uh, I have tape up as part of the podcast. I've never heard of. Yeah. I uh, I, I got to be honest. It's it's really just more a matter of time. And yeah. I'm either sitting at a computer editing a magazine like Word in in Word doc, or I am mixing and editing music. And it's and I don't have a commute, so yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like by default. There's just not a point in my life where I'm not going to stop and listen to people talking. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. You're on a couple of those podcasts, though, aren't you? On on the tape off ones. Yes. Interviewing people. Interviewing yeah, people. Yeah. And yeah. I've been interviewed for podcasts a ton. Yeah. Okay. I listen to snippets of it. I sound like a jerk. But <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to some snippets yesterday, and I didn't think you sounded like a jerk. <laughs> 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 that was fun, it? Yeah. So yeah, keep it conversational and have a list of questions, but don't just be like, "Huh, okay," and then read the question. Like, answer, listen, and. and Get it rolling. Yeah. You know, those are the tricks, right? Absolutely. Unless you're high. Then you're just talking about it. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> Shot in the dark. <laughs> Bonging out. Yeah, I'll roll. Skins? I don't Skins, anyone? I don't know. Make Uma, 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 Oompa Loompa. Oh, yeah. This. So, this is the final Pink Floyd album, which is called Endless River. The Endless River. Which no one listens to. No. It's almost all instrumental except for one vocal song. And it like came what, out yeah, what, it what, came out five years ago or something. Really? It's leftover stuff from the Division Bell album from like ninety three or four. And um, and then they reworked some of it and it's just it's really just kind of sonic explorations. This sounds to me like early, like posted bear think Floyd. Isn't that crazy? I forget the name of this song, they have silly names. Skins. Skins. Oh, that's right, because of the drums. I was wondering what it was. Skins. Skins. Because of the drums. Right, drum heads, right? Yeah. yeah. Must be. Yeah, it's pretty imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> but this is amazing. I don't know, call it Skins. They were probably, I bet this was super fun for them, too. Like, Absolutely. this was, like, Let's just yeah. fucking go for it. Let's make weird sounds. Yeah, let's do something yeah. weird. You know, this is more like Hawkwind or something, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Hawkwind. Oh, right? Yeah. It's worth listening to. Almost sounds to me like they like they just hit record and some of the stuff was jams that they built for the division album that they would they call from it. You know, uh -huh. They would just mess around with Did I hear a car horn a second ago? Maybe. 
What dollars is it? Is it going away? It's yes. cool. Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. That's a good that one. record's kind of a cool. I mean, there's the one song that was at the very end of the album, and the rest of it's just these sort of experiments with, you know, jamming on noises and stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's definitely by no means, you know, The Wall or Dark Side of the Moon, you know. But it's interesting if you like that kind of shit. We hope you're enjoying this episode of My Three Songs. Do you have a great podcast bottled up but nowhere to let it out? Podland Productions can help. At Podland, they can help you conceptualize, produce, record, and edit your podcast. Podland has a full recording studio, plus a mobile studio so they can come to you. Located in Southeast Portland, Podland has competitive prices and a great staff. For more information, go to www.podland.productions. So yeah. uh, the next yeah. the next song I picked Uh-oh. is a Pink Floyd song, but it's uh, done by the Flaming Lips. Uh-oh. Oh, that could get me. <laughs> they were high when they did this. Absolutely. <sighs> the rules are gray. This is off the uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, right. The cover version they did in the whole album. Yeah. That baby is shooting rainbows out of his eyes. People forget one of the factors that makes Pink Floyd what it is is sort of the glacial pace. Yeah. Sometimes, like... I love how you were that the, the glacial. Glacial. Yeah. When I was a kid, my neighbor was a Pink Floyd fan and told me that he thought that the lunatics on the grass were newspapers. What, what does he mean? The lunatics are on the grass. The, the lunatics are newspapers and they're on the grass, you know. So, you know, because the newspaper gets thrown on the Throw grass. On the, grass. Oh my God. the newspapers. And he didn't smoke weed. I thought he just meant like the he ticks that only come out when the moon's out. <laughs> we call them, we call them, you know, they got deer ticks, red ticks, and moon ticks. That's the lunatics, see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a <laughs> <laughs> this is ticking me off. Another a new generation of pot smokers. Oh yeah. yeah. I've listened to this record a few times. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I interviewed Wayne before. Yeah. He's interesting. He's, he's I bet. What? I bet he's interesting. Yeah, he's interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's made a career out of being interesting. Oh yeah. I saw them in like '85. Their first record, just here it is. And uh-huh. out, I saw them down in SF. Um, it was cool. They played, but they played like half a Tommy. Oh really? Yeah, oh. They were playing a bunch of Tommy. Wow. <laughs> the overture, you know, don't don't don't. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That's crazy. I was like, why? About <laughs> that, but I don't think they have enough songs to play. Maybe. <laughs> 
I've recently seen bands that have just st they played like six songs and then just right. started 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 over. Started over. Yeah. Someone someone left a CD player on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it kind of works because you know people always show up late to shows. They don't know. So, so like you know they show up. They're like three songs in and then. That's pretty good. Yeah. Play them all backwards. Oh. <laughs> instead of instead of writing new songs, learn yeah. how to play these ones backwards. <laughs> Like a massage. Yeah. It is just like a massage. Betwixt the ears. Yeah. It's pulsating. It's a pulsating massage. Is that like fuzz bass? Yeah. Seems like, right? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's a fuzz yeah. bass. Yeah, I thought they did a, a great job of covering this album. They made it different. Absolutely. And that's all I ask. Yeah, you can't play this album straight unless you're one of those tribute bands, and then that's fine, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to record it, it's like you better muck with it because it's, you know, it's so iconic and it's so it's such a production in the studio. That Absolutely. How do you make it better if you play it straight? That's one of my pet peeves when, when right. people cover songs straight. <laughs> You can't do that. What's the point? That or all those, uh, they call like the, the copy shop playlist where it's like all those like acoustic covers of other songs. Oh, And yeah. they're like, they're usually some like girl that sings like, ah, you know, and they're just useless covers of yeah. like, like Bob Marley or John Lennon songs. Those are awful. Yeah. I want to punch people when I hear that stuff. <laughs> well, don't. Don't punch them. I'm yeah, not going to. I, would, I don't advocate physical harm. Oh, good. But I do get pretty upset about music. Pubs and restaurants, sometimes people would react so severely to the music you had on. Like one time I was playing Miles Davis, like yeah. one of the mellow Miles Davis records, you know? And this couple came in and they were a lot older and they were just like, can you change the music? I'm like, no. And the guy had to go back and he torn up like toilet paper and stuffed it in his ears. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're an old guy? Wow. Yeah, I'm like, really old. Making a set piece what it used to be, boy. Yeah. <laughs> this music's terrible. It's jazz, man. It was like, you know, first of the cooler stuff. Yeah. Like, what the? What an idiot. I mean, yeah. the best cover song you ever hear is a is a. <laughs> yes, this is good. But the best cover songs you hear it do something where they 
it, it gives you a different perspective on the words. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. When uh, when when Merle Haggard does Blaze Foley, it, it's totally different. Right. And Haggard is awesome, but he did. I mean, you can't Blaze, you know. But I know exactly what you mean. Whoa. You'd have to get that to get scared. That's scary. Yeah. That beginning of Dark Side is a good example of something that just, it also is kind of like, like the first song I played, the Roger Waters thing. Like, it's uh, this building and this thing builds up, and there's sort of this, you know, intense emotional wave. That yeah. That's kind of a, a trick they use a lot in the Pink Floyd stuff. You hear it all over the wall. Oh, I was just going to say yeah. the wall has that yeah. all over the place. It's, yeah. Is there anybody out there? Out there. Yes, I'm right over here. <laughs> All right, so uh, the last song you picked is... Oh, I forgot what it was. It's Empty Space. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a terrible, weird demo version from the wall. Well, this is just, it's 51 seconds. Yeah, it's not very long. This is this didn't make it on too. This is like an early version. That's awesome. You brought this one, Larry? Yeah. yeah. It's on the immersion box set wall thing that they put out a couple years ago. Double play? Yeah, why not? That's it. It stops in the middle of that note. This should have been in the new Rambo movie. Last Blood. Is that the name of the new Rambo? (laughs) (laughs) The Last Blood. That's right, it is. That makes sense. Yeah, better be last. You can't do like an ultimate blood. No, he became a Jedi. Now he comes back and talks to people. You know, The Wall was my real introduction to Pink Floyd because it's the first album I've heard in full. Like, I probably heard Money and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I think a lot of yeah, a lot of teenage, a lot of people, yeah. uh, teenagers, uh, in that. You know, they were playing. Me, you know, I'm in my 40s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just kind of ends there. That's yeah, it's just yeah, it's just. And then the album it goes into. Uh, uh, Young Lust, you know? So that's kind of the intro to that. Yeah, but it actually, there's a a bigger song in the movie, it goes into a, there's a a whole little thematic thing that goes into that they cut off the album just to get it to fit on vinyl. Right, right. It's a double album already and it was just, it could have been like another hour long, you know? Yeah, right. Just trying to get all the ideas and the story in there. It was a pretty big process. Yeah, you know. I feel like The Wall was definitely the first Pink Floyd album I listened to. Yeah, through. it's kind of, it was so, it's, luckily for them it sold really well because they were like in this financial crisis because somebody had basically absconded with all their money, Yeah, their, their bookkeepers or whatever, um, invest, fake investors, and uh, they got a hit with another Brick in the Wall Part 2, one of their worst songs ever, and then, and then, 
that whole and then Comfortably Numb and yeah. Mike Hell and all those stuff, records they got played on FM radio all the time and it worked. Wow. It's and crazy. teenagers love to watch the wall the movie. when they're hot. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That took years for that to come out though. Remember it was like the album came out in the seventy nine, I think. And yeah. That movie came out in the eighties. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the last song, and this was another one of uh, Mike's recommendations. Oh cool. Is Sheep. Oh wow, here we go. Talk about glacial. It takes yeah. forever to get to the words. This is off their album Pet Sounds, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, I never knew if you're supposed to pet the sounds or if they're pet sounds that you keep or... Oh, wow. I see. There's something to talk about when you're stoked. There's some pet sounds I could certainly hear less of. Let's go over them. Well... It's true. <laughs> Warlords are sheep or His big. father was a sheep herder, so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Where the men are men and the sheep are scared. <laughs> chase the sheep around in the winter and put their bucket, their foot, cap, grab them, which is impossible to do because they're all covered in lanolin. And then you grab the sheep and you put their feet in uh, buckets of uh, formaldehyde. Oh my God. To, to stop the hoof rot. Oh. It's oh. really fun. I <laughs> doing a little holiday of doing that sometime. That might... <laughs> That would be fun for yeah. a hol- like a family holiday trip to the farm. in the mud with yeah. rubber boots on and tackling sheep and trying to hang on and drop them to the ground. Are we going out to get a Christmas tree, Dad? No. No? We're going to no. sheep. We're going to do some, uh, put, some hoof dipping. Hoof dipping. I owe a guy a favor, and uh, this is what's happening. Merry Christmas. <laughs> After that, we're going to dehorn baby goat. Oh, my God. Because I own two favors. This is a great song. Uh, Roger Waters' last tour, previous tour, uh, he did a lot of the animal stuff and got his political messages in there. Nice. Uh, it was really awesome. His new one tour is coming up this summer um, and is being apparently going to be very politically charged and end right before the election here in the U.S. He's a Republican, yeah? <laughs> I think he's a socialist. <laughs> Aren't we all? A humanist. Put it that way. Yeah. But a lot of the songs on it they'd written around the time I wish you were here and they'd actually taken them out on the road and then reworked them lyrically into this theme of the album. Huh. And that, that's, that's like two of the songs. There's three real songs on it, plus Pigs on the Wing. And uh, um, yeah, so they got reworked into being these songs about 
Animal Farm style. With some of his best lyrics, you know, like really cutting. It was recorded uh, at Britannia Row, which the studio that Pink Floyd built. So all the records previous have basically mostly been done at, um, at Abbey Road. Right. Or some stuff like on the wall was done in, the, in the LA. And then on, um, at this point, they did the whole record in their own self-built studio. Yeah. Which was around for quite a while. Joy Division's Closer album was recorded there as well, which is crazy. Yeah, I think uh, Jay Z did an album there too. <laughs> With Pink Floyd yeah. backing him. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for that bootleg to come out. <laughs> yeah, the word of the day is glacial. Yeah, we're waiting. It's, uh, that is definitely the word of the day. And I'm going to start using it to describe yeah. so many more different things, too. Yeah, like like waiting for dinner. Yeah. Glacial, man. <laughs> Glacial pace. <laughs> it's like a, a good balance of like lyrics and instrumental stuff, too, though. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Because when the wall happens, it's almost all words. You know, it really barely lets up in the musical parts. And then if you listen to the final cut, which is just like the music's almost out the window, it's all just his messages, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard the final cut. Uh, if you want to hear about the Falkland War and shit, it's really great. Oh. I mean, it's, it's a very political record. It's really well done. I've heard enough. I know, we've already, I've alright, every, every album I own is about the fall before, I mean, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, and uh, it's really weird. I mean, it's, it's an interesting record, it's good on headphones, Yeah, actually, but it's not really a proper Pink Floyd record in some ways. Like, this kind of stuff's cool. This is good on headphones. Yeah, all the echoes, repeating. Theory sheep sound. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. They're getting angry because they're. <laughs> they're, they're angry. Yeah. They're all packed into the studio. They're not used to it. Right? Yeah. One of the terrified sheep gonna run down the street. There's a robot talking. Vocoder. A giant marshmallow is chasing them. Yeah, how many people got high to this? Oh my god. Right? I mean, it's still happening today. Plus it was a, wasn't it a, I think it was a gatefold sleeve so you could do your joints and roll your Oh palms, yeah. Separate your seeds. That's good. <laughs>
Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can so easily just get lost in this when you're yeah. high. It's 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 like they made it for people who were high. It's like a movie without visuals. You can create your own visuals. Exactly. It's... And what's going on in your brain right now? Not much, man. <laughs> Not much. It distracts you. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, I interviewed Trevor Horn one time. They did like uh, um, the in the Buggles, and he said Frankie goes to Hollywood. Uh -huh. Crazy. And, and uh, we were talking about he produced the Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, you know. Oh yeah. And all those weird sounds and samples, and he goes, "Oh, they're whiz bangs. Like if the, if the music goes too long without some kind of whiz bang, mm -hmm. some sort of thing, oh. then it's boring." And so you think about like when you're high, especially you're listening, and there's little changes and shifts and sound effects and things that you're like, oh, that keeps your interest, right? And that means, yeah. I mean, that's perfect for me because I get bored so easily. Yeah. If you hear like, like, like any Eric Clapton song, like yeah. it's, it's a great thing to avoid. I, um, and I, they're so fucking boring. They just like <laughs> tedious, plodding along. And yeah. You know exactly where it's gonna go, and it's like you just want to kill yourself. You know. That's I'm not saying I'm clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he's That's a great one by, by Mike. Yeah, is thanks, that, Mike. Yeah, that's good. Mike nailed it. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of an intense song. It's kind of more it's urgent. Yeah. And we talk about it being glacial. There's glacial exposition at the beginning, but then it's like that guitar thing, which you kind of hear repeated in a way for Run Like Hell, um, is there's uh, a lot of momentum forward. You know, yeah. kind of cool. Well, that's the thing about glacial is it can move faster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just got to warm it up. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, no, not the glaciers melting. <laughs> not the glaciers forming. Well, it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's a type of melt they call glacial. There you are. Oh. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Next, the next episode is all about climate change. Unlike the tuna melt, you can get down the road. <laughs> anyway. Although right. you may have a glacial weight. <laughs> Larry, thank you so much. Man, thank you. This, yeah. is, this has been glacial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. It's been super fun. Well, there you have it, folks. That's another episode of My Three Songs. Thanks, Larry Craig. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, <laughs> DJFG, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> Once again, I would like to thank Larry Crane for stopping by. That was a blast. You can find all those Pink Floyd albums and songs wherever you do your music shopping. My Three Songs is a Podland Productions production. This episode was produced and edited by yours truly, Liam Flanagan, a.k.a. DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. For more information on this podcast and others produced by Podland, go to www.podland.productions. Have a great day.